Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back in Julie Harris. Welcome to June 1st. I know, it's incredible. Happy, happy June. Already, it seemed like we blink. You and I talked about this the other day. Seems like you blink and half the year's gone already. I know. And you know, it's it's because last year, the year went so damn slow. Last year was like a decade long. So I think in comparison, just the sheer number of stuff we don't have to worry about sure is making number things of go things, yeah. yeah. I mean, even, even here in Puerto Rico, they're like... They're still trying to figure out, you know, masks, no masks. But like we walk into places and they say, well, you don't have to wear masks anymore, but we have to take your temperature. What? I know. It's very sporadic. <laughs> very confusing. I saw a sign. I saw something. It was in, I think it was in Texas. Um, no, actually, it was in California. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that owned a restaurant that said if you walk into his restaurant wearing a mask, he's going to charge you $5 extra. I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we got to get through this thing. Well, we are through this thing is yeah. the point. And there's a lot, But there's a lot of people that are emotionally, are they're going to be, you know, differing levels of scarred for life from this. And that's just, you know, true. that's going to be something that we're all going to have to be, I think, uh, sympathetic towards. Yeah. There are going to be a lot of people that are, you don't know what their experience was in the last, you know, That's basically right. year and a half. You don't know if they had anyone pass away. You So don't just walk around being all judgy. It's easy. You know, it's kind of interesting um, how easily people are willing to look at a mask versus no mask as some sort of political statement. And I know certain parts of the country, certainly it was a political statement. But instead of looking at it like that, I think the better way to look at it would be just looking at it in terms of the, those people have maybe, like I just said, a different set of experiences than you. And maybe they have health issues that they're extra exactly. concerned about. Or like, I mean, Julie and I, for example, my mom, who's 81 years old, lives with us. Now, would we have necessarily have done all the precautions and things had it just been Julie, me, and Zoe? Probably not. I mean, we're a very, very low risk factor. But anyway, full story, uh, rather fast forward to today, you're now looking at the end of this thing, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to react differently. But overall, I'll tell you one thing I'm seeing for sure is, as you and I predicted, mm-hmm. we started seeing signs of, um, was it last May probably? Mm-hmm. You and I started talking about a renaissance that was going yeah, to happen. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, a renaissance was a time in history uh, that followed the dark ages. Am I mm-hmm. telling me if I don't, if I screw yeah, this yeah. up yet, yeah. where there was this explosion and creativity explosion and people creating new ways of living and, you know, art and all music and fashion and just all kinds all of different things. All that happening simultaneously. Right. All that happening simultaneously. And Julie and I were saying, well, wouldn't it be nice if after this pandemic is over, that something similar happens for the world again? And guess what's happening? Something similar <laughs> is, is happening. And you're starting to see real signs of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so many exciting things that are going on um, that make sure you're active participants in it, not just observers, listeners. Make sure you're getting out there and you're celebrating the end of this virus because this really is a historic time. This has been the third worst pandemic in terms of deaths in the history of humanity. How about that? Well, how about this? Recorded history of humanity. But I think to your mask point, if you see people masking or not masking, give them a break, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to make sure that my parents who are in their 80s, they've been vaccinated, but I'm going to remind them, you know, it's a good idea to wear a mask when you're out and about anyway, because guess what? 
it. The COVID virus isn't the only thing you can catch. Yeah. I'm glad kids have to be, you know, with a sneeze guard between them at school. <laughs> I got no issue with that. But I think you make a broader point is you don't know what so somebody's So are you, are you admitting you're a, ma- you're a mask hole? I only in certain circumstances, like boogery children, yeah. <laughs> whether there was COVID or not. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. But, no you know, the point is cut people a break and don't make it a political thing because maybe somebody just has asthma and they don't want to, you know. So um, that's that's that, right? Yeah. So anyway, Memorial Day was yesterday. Obviously, hopefully all of you remember to celebrate, uh, to show appreciation to uh, folks that have passed away as a result of protecting our country. And uh, that was something a, a lot of you were, I think, rightfully respecting from Mm -hmm. what I've been able to pay attention to. Now, um, with regards to real estate, yesterday was the first of the month. I'm sorry, yesterday was the last day of the month and today is the first of the month, which means there are a ton of expireds out there. Now, here's what you should be all doing. Go to your computer, even if you don't know what an expired listing is, which there's probably some of you considering mm-hmm. how many people listen to this podcast. Go to the MLS to see how many uh, homes that have uh, basically come off contract. In other words, they're no longer, no longer for sale. They're expired listings, which means they're ready for you to call and solicit and learn, you know, basically go after the, be a proactively generator graph of the listing. And there are a lot of expires that happened uh, last week of last month and will ha- be happening the first week of this month. Um, now, by a lot, it, de- you know, it depends on your market, but go back six months, go back to a year, go back to late last year, see where the, ex- you know, run a report on how many expires there were. And even in the hottest of markets, you'll be astonished. And don't let your ego and your mm-hmm. fear of actually being a proactive lead generator start telling yourself, well, they expired for a reason. I'm not going to go after them. Are you kidding me? That's totally you, ego. You guys put a, a, you know, Zoe puts one of her Barbie houses for sale right now, and it's going to sell with competing offers, right? So make sure you're not limiting yourself. And by the way, the topic of the um, podcast we're doing this week is where to find the hidden inventory in the first place. Well, one of the points we're having come up is expired listings. That's right. So bless you. Uh, you mentioned when the, when they do a little search and they're like, gosh, nothing's coming up. Go further back in time, but also go out geographically. Don't just search yep. your favorite MLS code or your favorite zip code. So let's celebrate one of our coaching clients yes. and give an example, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to get to point number two here, where to find the hidden inventory. Um, her name is Kristen. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce her last name? Zagornis. Zagornis. And she's in upstate New York. So Kristen was a part-time realtor. She was, I believe, when she's joined us, she was a full-time software salesperson. Um, some of you guys might know her that uh, you're part of our Libertas group. She's Her name is uh, Ziggy, right? She goes by, because Zagornis obviously is harder to pronounce than just calling her Ziggy. So she started with us as a part-time agent, was learning all of our skills. And to her credit, she did procrastinate a little bit, maybe for like three or four months getting ready to get started. And then she really locked it in gear. And she's been very consistent at proactively generating. And as a result... As a result, I might have these numbers backwards, but I believe that she has eight actives and 12 pending. I think that's correct as of today. So eight actives, meaning they're not sold yet. That's great. That's the magic number for her. So eight actives and 12 pendings. And of those 12 pendings, she sold six of them herself. That's right. And so her point, and I love when we we do this thing on our Facebook live session for coaching, which is sharing your victories. Okay. And I love it when people like Ziggy, she wasn't the only one. We also celebrate somebody taking their very first listing today. Uh, So he did a good job. That was Curtis. But Ziggy is a great example of someone who has figured out how to get to the magic number, how to maintain it. She literally said, I am replacing them as they sell. Of course, everyone want to know how by calling for sale by owners and expireds and being on top of my lead follow-up because every for sale sign generates, unlike buyers who may or may not generate. 
So moral of the story is that Ziggy is, despite the fact that she's in a crazy seller's market, despite the fact that she's a relatively new agent, so she's, you know, this I think this is her first year she's full-time, she is absolutely killing it in what some of you will tell me is the hardest market ever. It's the hardest market if you're buying leads. It's the hardest market if you're not skills-based. It's the hardest market if you're not doing what Ziggy's doing, which is furiously fast a lead follow-up. Yes, which brings me to another coaching story. And our podcast may become about that because these are all stories of creating your own inventory, right? So why is Ziggy able to maintain her magic number where other agents are struggling to find listing leads? Because Ziggy is willing to do the proactive real work of real estate, talking to those expireds, like you mentioned, and talking to those for sale by owners and making a match, okay? Because she is selling a lot of her own stuff. So this fast forwards us to a coaching client in Paducah, Kentucky, who is also doing the lather, rinse, repeat work, but has her market has gone down to only 35 actives in the entire MLS. And this is for several different mini cities around Paducah. So that's super low inventory, right? Well, Sarah is selling everything she lists, and now she has not one, not two, but three wayward sellers who are now buyers, all in the $350,000 range, okay? And yet... It's not a single thing in our MLS that meets their criteria. So we went full circle to the topic of our podcast, finding inventory and thinking creatively. So I helped Sarah get into some different things online and what we found, and she's got a list of homework items. There are builders. I asked her, isn't there any new construction? And 350 is usually a pretty typical builder range. All well, in contract. It is in Paducah, Kentucky. In Paducah, okay. <laughs> and in, you know, like Missouri and Iowa and yeah. places like that, right? So, but, but, you know, I'm talking to Sarah, so I'm thinking there's got to be something that somebody's building. Uh, so I even went online. I looked at all of my different resources. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. And so then we found a couple that were, yes, in contract, small builder in the 300s. So her homework is to identify all of the stuff that's already pending. These are builders who have been able to build in her market in that 300s price range. What else do they have coming? She also has land that she either owns, she has, she has her own clients that own it. She's got land listings. So can she match one of the builders with some of the land well, that's what we, and put a deal together? That's what you and I did when we sold real estate. Exactly. We, we, but we, that's creative thinking. That's not relying on your MLS. We would list a big parcel of land. It didn't happen that frequently, but enough that I remember it. We list yeah. a big parcel of land. We'd know that it had been, you know, there's nearby subdivisions. So it was possible to make that big old cornfield into a, you know, subdivision. And then we would find uh, usually a, a medium sized builder that would consider mm -hmm. actually, you know, usually there was a developer. And then there was the builder that bought the lots. We looked for the builders that were developers and builders. That way there, we, it could get done a lot quicker. We'd sell the land with the, you know, usually the written agreement that when those properties were actually coming, coming out of the ground, that we would list all the lots. And then if there were any specs, we'd list the specs. And we always got those deals. That's right. And, and that's that's basically making your own inventory. And we also sold a lot of those ourselves too, naturally. And well, we also got a lot of resale from people downsizing into that stuff. And this was back when it was a buyer's market or at least yeah. a normal market. We didn't put really very many of those in the MLS. No, that's right. Yeah, we didn't. Okay, so here's another thing that agents don't think of that came out on Sarah's call. With these 350-ish buyers, instead of trying to talk them into going higher, we actually looked in a price range lower because there is new construction inventory. These were those like, you'll remember the Epcon style pinwheel mm -hmm. little ranch condos. So she does have a builder that has just started something. You can go and contract on that at like 240, 250, something like that. Close on it, not be homeless, live there while you look for what you really want and probably sell it in a year or two and make a profit or keep it as a rental. So by looking down market, we found inventory instead of what most agents do is I've got to go up market, I've got to go out market. 
we found stuff that did exist as at least something to run up the flagpole with her buyers. So the whole time we've been thinking, or we've been talking here, I've been thinking about the fact when you and I were on our walk this morning, we did our six-mile walk around the property. And uh, so Julie and I only sort of know the person I'm about to mention. His name is Jake Paul. So Jake and his p- brother Logan, they live in our in our neighborhood, basically. They moved here from California. And again, I'm 51, so I'm not really into that whole YouTube influencer, you know. But I do know who Logan is because Logan's going to be fighting Floyd May- Mary- Mary- Merriweather. Mayweather, I think. There you go. Is it Mayweather? Mayweather, you got it right. Uh, this Saturday. Yes. As a boxing guy. Yeah. Right? As a, I guess they call and him. We'll have to watch. It's Yo. our neighbor. Well, maybe. Unless somebody else is paying for it. We'll go to yeah, somebody's house. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so he was uh, working out. Um, his brother Jake was. And he was pulling up this heavy bag up and down the steep hill backwards. And, and it was hotter than, you know, tarnation. Like a weight bag, basically. Right. And he was really doing a good workout. The whole time some guy was videotaping it. And as I was watching this guy do a legit workout, knowing that he's basically going to make this into a bunch of social networking content. And that's how these guys have become famous is because they've got this big following. I was thinking to myself. How many agents out there right now are actually doing something like that with the idea that they think that essentially they're going to become influencers and then somehow that's going to translate into real estate transactions? But it's not the same. It's not the same. I mean, it, but it just, it's the whole idea that you guys are spending so much time doing all of this, you know, influencer type wannabe stuff is really preposterous because we were just telling you about Kristen Mm -hmm. and what is she doing and all of our other great coaching clients what are they doing they're actually picking up the phone and doing the real work where there's a whole generation of you who have actually been sold into believing that somehow you can fool people into wanting to do business with you because you made a bunch of snappy videos and the same goes with all the branding and like I was watching something over the long weekend and I was watching something by um, Gary Vanderchuk Mm mm-hmm and so Gary's talking about doing you know, the whole branding thing and your brand is everything and brand, 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 brand. Right. And, and I, I get the concept of, obviously, I understand the concept of branding, right? Mm-hmm. Branding is a, a new way of saying your reputation, right? Sure. Okay. Well, but what he wasn't, and I get that agents watch that and they believe that they're supposed to be putting all their bef- best efforts towards their brand, mm-hmm. but they're thinking and doing, and doing that, they think the business is going to call them. Another lie. Yeah. Right. So if you want to have a really good brand and, and this whole branding concept, too, this also is really tied into ego. And it goes back to that uh, Charlie Munger quote, you know, Warren Buffett's partner. Don't try to be famous. Try to make your work famous. So I just got to thinking the, the how absolutely backwards so much of what people are b- being sold nowadays is to what it actually takes to be successful long term. Mm-hmm. And the rules haven't changed to what it takes no. to be successful long term. We're not at a date because we're successful long term, right? Yeah. And our coaching clients are successful long term. Sure. And it's just people so this is the fun question to ask yourself if you're starting to, you know, be influenced by the idea of becoming an influencer, right? Yeah. Is ask yourself what's your goal? What are you doing it for? Are you doing it to be famous? Are you doing it actually to sell houses? Are you doing it to? Are you doing it because you want to be famous? Your ego is telling you you want to be famous because people people are telling you that in order for you to be successful, you have to be famous. Well, two thoughts for you. Number one, if you had to be Kristen and you had to list, you know, five houses in the next say, you know, thirty days, or are you going to make a bunch of videos? You're going to pick up the phone. You already know what the answer is. You're going to pick up the phone. Now, and here's another question. I ha- and you guys have heard this before too, and it's our it's our best selling book, Harris Rules. If you have a choice between being famous and being rich and you can only choose one, which would you choose? Being famous or being rich, which would you choose? Many of you, especially if you're younger, are going to say famous because you assume that that will lead to being rich. And that's not true. And I can give you lots of for examples, but I'm not going to. So here's what you really should be focusing on. Being the best servant to other people as a real estate professional. 
Be the best version of yourself as a real estate salesperson. Be the person that people automatically think of when it comes to solving their real estate problem. Buying or selling real estate is a problem for people. It's a challenge that they're willing to pay you for. And if you think there's going to be some sort of parallel universe where all of a sudden, just because you created some entertaining video on YouTube, that someone's going to choose you over the person who has actually got the reputation for being able to solve difficult problems for people, as in buying or selling a home. If you think being an influencer is going to influence people to choose you over a true professional, you're wrong and you're fooling yourself and you won't stay in this business. Well, so what is the problem that is number one on people's minds that's your job to solve? I've had so many conversations with coaching clients about this. You talk to your past clients like you're supposed to and they say, well, I would love to cash out. I know you could get me a big price, but where am I going to live? That was the whole impetus of what we just talked about with Sarah and her 350 buyers. Okay. So the other thing we're having coaching clients do is create a have and want list because here's what agents are doing not correct. They hear that and they're like, yeah, I know the market's tough. Maybe we'll try again next year. You know, it's hard for everyone. I can't find any inventory either. Well, that's just doing nothing with the objection. Find out how serious they are. What are the, So they're making a list. They're kind of creating their own, almost like your own little mini MLS. So the contacts name, contact information, what they have and what they want. And this is part of Kristen's success. I have this, I would sell it, but I want that and I can't find it. Okay, so instead of blowing it off, oh, I know it's really hard out there. Instead, you are saying, okay, as soon as I find that, I'm going to then you know, make the match. And so we had the conversation, me and Sarah, that look, when you do that, you are the reason that there's a transaction happening. You are creating that. You're being proactive. You're not just being MLS dependent. You're not just taking that objection and doing nothing with it. You're putting your own deals together. And this is one of the reasons why half of Ziggy deals are her own deals. Well, when we sold real estate, we would run ads of um, when there was uh, not enough inventory. Yep. And we would run ads for those called Buyers Wanted. And Premier Coaching on Clients. Right there. Right, I won't jump on your ads. points. That's but okay. Coaching Clients, this is the sample ads are on the um, uh, Premier Coaching website. You should definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. But just copy the ad the way we used to do it because it would definitely work. And it would, it would basically the sellers that were thinking about selling six months, maybe a year from now, would see that the buyer's a perfect match and they'd figure, well, I might as well get the buyer in contract now, maybe move my time frame forward. You, we would generate a lot of transactions that way because we are being proactive trying to generate the business for our buyers, That's representing right. our buyers. And mm-hmm. buyers, sellers who would be buyers would then see that we were actually being proactive and they would choose us to be their listing agents because they knew we weren't just sitting around waiting for things to happen. One thing leads to the next, right? So if you're going to be making videos, because we know some of you are going to be making videos, make a video about that. I've got a buyer looking specifically for this. There's nothing that meets their criteria right now. Who do you know who has this? This is what they're looking for because we already have a match. I'm thinking about people like John Walkinshaw in Canada who does this, and he's been putting together deals that maybe they have a longer closing because that seller isn't quite ready yet, but they're pending. Okay, he's just writing it for long enough for them to get time together, right? Thinking about James Miller in um, Amelia Island, right? Where he knows all of those buildings up and down and who's got what and who's looking for Condo what. Buildings. Condo and so, buildings. But you guys get the recurring theme of everything Julie and I proactive. are always talking about being proactive. Well, Julie, let's actually, so we don't talk about all of our points in the wrong order. By the way, yeah. <laughs> for those of you guys who are interested in joining Julie and I at eXp Realty, um, there's two things you can do. If you're ready to join now and you're looking for the right sponsor, Julie and I would certainly appreciate the opportunity for uh, to call you to, uh, I'm sorry, what would it be? 
interview to, to interview for the job of being your sponsor and you can just text me directly at 512-758-0206 512-758-0206 or if you'd like to just gather more information on exp if you're in the information gathering phase as it were just text the letters exp exp to 47372 text the letters exp to 47372 and we'll text you back a link and you can check out um, the website we made for all of you guys to Peru, so you can learn more about EXP and why specifically you might want to consider having Julie and I be your sponsor. So just go ahead and text EXP to 47372. All right, now we're going to pick up where we left off last week, and we're talking about strategies to create your own inventory. Last week we started with point number one, now we're going to pick up on point number two. Yes, okay, and this will inevitably be a week-long podcast series because this is so important for you guys, and we want you to take each point seriously. So if you missed last week on new construction, get caught up. Okay, point number two is your center of influence in your past clients. Communicate regularly with your own past clients and center of influence contacts so you have your own quasi-pocket listings. Now, you know and I know that they're not supposed to have pocket listings or coming soon or anything like that, but the fact of the matter is you always have people that are coming soon and are basically pocket listings or shadow listings or ghost listings called different things in different areas. These are your personal shadow inventory, okay? You can offer free comparative market analysis for purposes of property tax assessment, for letting them know what they could actually get for their house in today's market. How many people don't realize that? Because you haven't told them. Not everybody studies real estate like we do or you guys listening to our podcast. And what is a better reason to call? And not just your centers of influence and past clients. You could call all of your neighbors. You could call into a neighborhood that's not even your neighbors. And you could just basically start calling people and then letting them know when you have one, two, three, ten buyers that are looking that this might be a great time for them to sell. You have buyers that are looking in the area. Whom do you know who's thinking about buying or selling that you should be helping? Use our scripts that are on the website, guys, yes. and actually start being proactively generators. Oh, Tim, I'm going to direct mail because my time is too valuable. No, it's not. And and direct mail is not going to be as effective as a call. What's even more effective than a call is going to knock on a door. Be proactive right now, guys. It's June. The year is half over. Realistically, this is, a, you know, hopefully not going to shock anyone here. But everyone, you sh everyone should know this. Realistically, you've got maybe three or four months left this year. And then the rest of the year, it, everyone's going to start hitting you with the excuse, we're just going to wait until next year. And I'm not saying you can't overcome it. Of course you can. But right now, June, July, August, September, maybe a little bit of October, if you don't have your money made for this year, by the time that the end of October rolls around, trust me when I tell you, it's a hell of a lot harder to get someone to take action over the holidays. That's right. Right now, you don't have holiday objections. You don't have getting out of school or going back to school objections. People are in holiday mode. They're in better moods, right? We're getting out of COVID. Everybody's happy about that. So call everyone and give them the good news that they won the real estate lottery and would Seriously. they like to basically cash out? I mean, you know, that's well, a good place to start the conversation. It is. Here's the thing. And that might be a good script, by the way. But yeah. um, according to <laughs> NAR, one in 10 people already have said they're absolutely moving this year. Yeah. So you literally could go to your neighborhood, knock, knock, knock. Door number nine, door number 10 wants to move. I, you and I have friends that live here where we live yeah. and who have basically told us that they had no intention of selling, but they received cold offers from yes. people directly, not from agents. That's the funny part. We got a letter. Oh, I know. It's we, not from agents. We got a letter bad. from a, a gal that wanted to live in our neighborhood who wrote, I'm sure she wrote letters to all the people in, in, this, in our community. But the point was it didn't come from an agent. It came from an actual prospective buyer. Which agents should be embarrassed about? Which agents should be doing and sh agents should be embarrassed about? Why aren't agents door knocking and saying, I have a buyer for your house. Would you like to yeah, sell? Yeah, because they're going to be busy saying my buyer went around my back and did this. Right. right? And Which is wrong. 
Exactly. Why don't you guys, right now that it's June, it's pretty much warm everywhere, you yeah. know, in the United States. COVID is over. You don't have any more excuses. You know, you probably, most of you differing levels want to have interaction with other humans. So why don't you go door knock and spread the good word that people basically have won the real estate lottery. Have a list of the buyers that you have. If you don't have any buyers, maybe ask some agents that you know who their buyers are, what they're looking for, and be proactive. Get off your butts. The more time you spend behind your screen, any kind of screen, phone screen, you know, any kind of, you know, computer this time of year is wasted time. This time of year, you should be in front of humans having yes. conversations. What do you have? What do you want? Let's make the match. I was thinking there's probably somebody that's saying, if you never want to hear cicadas again, move out West, you know, like the whole Eastern half of the country is overrun this, by these this things. This is the speaking Sorry. portion of your mic. Yeah. Um, that, you know, you could just go door knocking and saying, tired of hearing that noise. Let's move out west. You know, but it's you know? funny. Somebody, so, people outside of the Midwest don't know how a cicada know. is. They can look it up. Yeah. Well, but, let's yeah. not tell them. I know. All right. It's a well, mystery. All right. So let's go to the next point, Julie. So, um, oh, you know. We so touched on this. Wanted we keep ads. On, we keep on touching on all of our ads. That's or okay. all of our points. Point number three, wanted ads. For your well-qualified, highly motivated buyers, run specific ads, which describe their needs and target their exact neighborhoods they're looking for. Now, I'll tell you what Julie and I did. We touched on it a second ago, but what we did is we wanted to have some fun with it. Mm -hmm. So you, it's so hard to describe. But do you guys remember, imagine you're watching some sort of old, or maybe you've been to one of these old towns, you know, where it's an old west town and there's an old west font. Go to Google and Google uh, old western font. Wanted. A wanted ad. Yeah. Can you guys all picture like a wanted ad? You know what I'm saying? A wanted and some dusty old looking criminal or whatever. Okay, that type of font, that type of look. And we, we're trying to make people laugh. So we'd put wanted and then we'd put houses for these buyers. We'd make it like it was some kind of, you guys get it, kind of, you know, silly. And then we would say basically buyer number one, and this this is the non-silly part. Buyer number one, relocating from Atlanta, family of four, you know, looking up to $850,000, want to be in the, you know, XYZ school system, whatever, whatever. And uh, flexible on closing and that kind of thing. And buyer number two, buyer number three, buyer number four. And then obviously when we were doing this, we would do it specifically uh, targeted on a, on a one geographic neighborhood or, or like I'm remembering we did this a ton in New Albany and that's where we did a lot of this. Now, mm -hmm. I'll tell you what's more. And this is something a lot of you guys have the blessing of but don't realize how you can actually use it. You have these local newspapers, not everywhere, but some communities still have these local newspapers. It's the newspaper where the, um, you know, the uh, kids' sports scores are from high school are printed. It usually comes in a uh, plastic bag. It's usually left on people's doorsteps or it's left hanging on mailboxes. Not every community I know has that. Some of you guys out west in California, where do they have it? They have, um, they're like, disc, they're uh, full of coupons and whatnot. Yeah. Remember it, that? It's a local thing. It's not like um, the LA Times. It's, no. It would be like the, it's free. the Garden Grove Weekly instead. Exactly. So here's what we would do. The wanted flyer that I just described to you, Julie and I would have printed in some bright, almost always neon color. I'm talking, you know, bright. And then what would happen is the paper would be inserted into a clear bag and our flyer, so the, the uh, newspaper would be rolled, put in the bag, and our flyer with bright neon color would be rolled on top of the newspaper. So it wasn't, we were paying to have it inserted in the newspaper, but they never inserted it because it was cheaper for them just to roll it and put it in the mag and put it in the bag. Yeah. So when you drive around this community, we would do this maybe once a month. We do it a, a very intensely uh, in the late, late winter, early spring, because we could pick off all the early spring listings or people are thinking about selling. Uh, and when you drive around New Albany and uh, especially a newspaper day, you would see all those bright fluorescent 
uh, flyers that were in these clear bags that were all of our wanted things. And we would always get the best seller leads off of that. Every year. And obviously, eventually, agents started copying us and tried to, you know. But, but it still works. I mean, but it, you remember uh, when we lived in Texas and we had we were walking through our neighborhood like we do. And our president of the HOA, who, I mean, how can you be more invested in the community than being the president of the HOA, right? So we're walking past their house, and there's a giant moving truck out front. And we're like, you guys, there was, no, there was never a for sale sign. We didn't know you guys were for sale. And you know what they said? They, I remember he walked in the house. He said, let me show you. We weren't for sale. He showed us a, basically a wanted letter. that This did come from an agent that said, I'm working with a disabled veteran who's looking for a one-story floor plan that is handicapped or, um, yeah, wheelchair ready. Mm-hmm. Well, this couple, president of HOA, had built their house that way and thought they were going to live there forever. But because they got this letter and they made a good offer, they decided to move basically two miles away into new construction, you know, uh, condos with an elevator. But the point That's of, all it took to motivate them. But the point of it is, is there's not like a couple people that are uh, on knife's edge of moving. There are hundreds of thousands, of millions of people around the country, but you're going to have to be there to solve the problem. So if you are able to say, I've got a buyer for your house and they're going to say, well, that takes care of a lot of hassle for me. I don't have, I can choose my move date. Mm-hmm. It's basically all the value prop, all the benefits of working with an iBuyer without having to sell your house at a, a discount. Right. Basically. And so that if you can present that, which all of you can, because for every one house for sale right now, there's probably five buyers in most communities, if not more. You can do that and you can be aggressive with that. And you're going to, again, what are all the side stream benefits of doing this? You will get listings. You will sell houses. You will sell your own listings. But you're also, for all the people that weren't ready to sell, they're going to remember, you know, Bob knocked on the door and Bob actually was proactive. Making an effort. And maybe a year later, you're going to get a call. And they're going to say, I am calling you specifically. I know 10 realtors, but none of them ever basically were doing what you were doing to try to generate leads or trying to basically get property sold. And I respect that. And I remember that. That's right. That's exactly right. And you know, if you're an EXP agent, you can work your express offers as well. There's lots of different spins on this. Well, but express offers would come. Well, so an express offer, you express offers EXP's iBuyer program, right? Mm -hmm. So the way I would work that is as your plan B personally. Yes. So if you came across a really, really motivated seller, Mm -hmm. um, because honestly, Julie, in this market right now, you don't have, there's nothing, you don't have to use, you don't have to. That's just for like your super convenience. There's really no reason to wholesale a house because even a house that needs work, people are going to buy. So if I came, if I was doing Doing what you said, and I came across a house that needed work. I would retail it personally. It'll be better for the seller yeah, just a for sure. Plan. Yeah, and if as a backup plan, right? As a plan mm-hmm. B, say, Mr. Seller, if this house doesn't sell within sixty days, I've got this. Exp- I could take it to Express Offers because I work at Exp. Exp. Every agent who's qual, you know, basically has to take a class. You can essentially have your own I buyer in your back pocket, so you always have a plan B for your sellers. Someone who you know, investors will buy the house. And by the way, with Exp, you keep the listing. So if you if you sell your house a listing to, it doesn't even have to be your listing. You find a house for sale, period. It could be another agent's listing. It could be in the MLS and you're just bringing it to them as on the buyer side. You say, buy this house. There's, you know, here's, here it is. What do you think? They say, yes, they're going to buy it. They fix it up. They're going to, they're going to list it with you. They're going to pay you a buyer side commission and then they're going to list it with you and you're going to get paid a seller side commission. I know. This is I advanced mean, it's stuff really, though. Yeah, you know, so. I mean, this is very proactive. So we probably could get wrap after that. Points. Yes. Do you okay. want to wrap and, and do the next one? Cause that's kind of a big hairy one. For Let tomorrow. me look. You tell me. I mean, I got to see. Yeah, that's perfect. That's okay. good. It's been 30 minutes. Yep. So let's wrap. Um, so moral of the story here, guys, it's June. It's, it's absolutely what should be for all of you. 
peak selling season, peak helping people season, peak make, making money season. If you're not doing that, if you're still getting ready to get started, if you're still basically thinking about what you need to do first and you're you know thinking, oh, I need to do branding. Oh, I need to buy leads. Oh, I need to work on my team. I need to work on my wow. logo. Oh, I need to basically learn how to be an influencer. I need to learn how to make videos. <laughs> Forget all that oh. crap. Don't think about any of that stuff and just focus on the proactive stuff that Julie and I just said to you, because what's that going to result in? You making money in the next 30 to 60 days. That's what you got in the business for, right? I doubt if too many gazillionaires got into real, got into this industry and said, you know, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to build this big, gorgeous, amazing brand. And then this is just for some reason, something I've always wanted. That doesn't happen. No. People get into real estate because generally speaking, they're looking to create a brighter future for themselves. But unfortunately, there's a whole generation of you that have gotten into real estate at the same time that the biggest sharks have ever, that there ever were in the selling stuff to realtors business have been in the same waters that you were trying to basically get your footing in. And they've been selling you leads. They've been doing everything possible to keep you dependent. You're going to have to decide ultimately to be independent, to be a proactive lead generator. You're going to have to decide to make it so that you become the person who's successful long-term because of the fact that people choose to do business with you, because of the fact that you're somebody who's proven to be essentially, you know, um, get the job done, sell the house, find the buyer. This, everything we've talked to you so far is what you need to learn how to do. And none of it's difficult, right? And none of it really, other than a tiny expense for the flyers you mentioned for the newspapers, None of this really costs you any money either. Those are like three cents. Three cents. Yeah, nothing. Three, and, three and a half cents. Yeah. And that was including insertion. Exactly. It's free money for them. It's just a silly totally. flyer they got to print with one color. Exactly. So by the way, if you guys do not have, for some bizarre reason, your 2021 real estate business plan done, if you've not completed your real estate treasure map, hit the easy button and just text 2021 to 47372. Text 2021 to 47372. Guys, I'm going to say this again. I am uh, trying to be direct. I'm trying to scare you a little bit, but at the same time, you need to be scared. If you are not ahead of the curve right now for what you should be doing in your real estate business, you're making a mistake. You're spending your time doing the wrong things. That has to be the answer as to why you're not uh, way ahead of the curve or where you should be this time of year. If your plan was to sell 20 houses this year and you've only sold three, the probability, unless you do something dramatic to turn that around, is about zero. And if you're spending time on things that will not lead directly to a paycheck, and by directly to a paycheck, a video will not lead directly to a paycheck. A branding exercise will not lead directly to a paycheck. Doing a bunch of logo work will not lead directly to a paycheck. Building your team will not lead directly to a paycheck. If you are not way ahead of where your expectations are for your financial, uh, for your essentially your income this year, you've got to accept the fact that you're probably not, no, not probably. You're definitely not spending your time doing the things that are necessary for you to put you in a position to help people and to make money. It's still time for you. Or I'm sorry, rather, rather, you still have time to turn that around and you still have time to have a great year. But another 60 to 90 days, I won't say that because you've run out of time. You know, and basically the winds are going to not, no longer be at your back like they are now. So do the right thing. A lot of you are going to be ready to say, Tim, I'm understanding what you're saying. What am I supposed to do about it? You guys can all join our coaching program. You like the intensity of our podcast. It is nothing compared to our coaching program. Just all you got to do is go to timandjulieharris.com and I'll have a code for you guys tomorrow to, you know, to use to make it so you can text. I don't have it now, but just go to timandjulieharris.com and click on coaching and just join premier coaching program. Just join premier coaching. 
Just do it. Don't waste time. You know, you want. We can see you on tomorrow's Facebook Live Premier Coaching Mastermind Live Call. You do it today. I've got an idea too, just for, you know, there's people listening that do feel like they're off track or they're confused, or maybe they just got their license. It's okay to declare June 1st the beginning of your fiscal year. Just because we're halfway through the year, you don't have to feel like you're defeated. This is a great excuse for you to do a hard reset. And say, you know what? I'm going to run my years June 1st to June 1st. Yeah, that's, that's a great okay. idea. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. So you're listen to what Julie just said. So your fiscal year is going to be from June 1st. This is effectively your business's January 1st, this date right here. June 1st is effectively like the first of the year. So you, you run your calendar year from June 1st of 2021 to June 1st of 2022. Think of it like that. And then realize that, okay, I had kind of a crappy start. Maybe I was, you know, COVID restrictions. Maybe there are all kinds of weird things happening in my world. All those are clearing out now. It's it's time for me to drill down. You have got to realize that this is going to be, for many of you, the greatest run of your real estate careers over the next, we think, two to three years. There's going to be inflation. There's going to be all kinds of, you know, different forms of weirdness that happens in the world. If we haven't all gotten used to that by now, wait till the alien exactly. stories start, <laughs> start coming out. They're coming out this week, right? I think the, so. The full yeah. disclosure from the government about I aliens. Know. I think, seriously, I think it comes out this Friday. I think so too. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. We might so, have to do a Sunday show. I don't know. Right now, everyone's going to be talking about aliens and alien visitation and all that. So just ready, get ready. There's more, you know, lunacy that's coming our way. But does not matter because everybody will always need to live in a house unless, unfortunately, they don't, they're homeless. But everyone forever is either going to buy or rent or you know, lease, or right? Everyone needs a place to live. If you are in the business of helping people find places to live, you are selling something that everyone will always need. That's pretty amazing. It's a blessing. It is a blessing. You're not selling something that only a handful of people. Like you'd think a great product like an iPhone, everyone needs an iPhone. No, they don't. They can buy an Android or have something else or no phone at all. But everybody needs a place to live. So you're in the right place at the right time. Everything, all the wins are at your back. Go and listen to the series of podcasts Julie and I did the other day, well, other week now, about why there's not going to be any sort of real estate crash. And then get your butts to work. By the way, I heard a great quote, Julie. What's that? If you want to get, I'll ask you. That's a trick question. Though, I should warn mm-hmm. you. If you want to get better at push-ups, what's the best way? Do them. Yes, that's the answer. You didn't fall for my trick. <laughs> no. If you want to get better at push-ups, do more push-ups. Yeah. Right. If you want to get better at anything, you don't read books about it. You don't study it. You don't get ready. You don't roll. You don't role play it. You don't think about it. You don't make plans for it. You just go do it. That's the truth. And intuitively, all of you know that. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn how to ice skate, go ice skating, fall on your ass a thousand times, then you're going to figure it sure. out, right? And certainly get a good coach. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I'm sure glad that Zoe's not teaching herself gymnastics. <laughs> I'm really glad that she's got a great instructor for that, if for no other reason but safety. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, get well, a good coach. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll pick up where we left off today, tomorrow. Um, in the meantime, if you want to speak with me um, or give us any show ideas or, I mean, text only, don't call because I'll never answer. In, or if you guys want to talk with me about eXp, just text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.